Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. that time again the time when we can drink in the morning the time when we can eat what we want when we want ladies and gentlemen it's christmas time and a merry christmas to you all ladies and gentlemen i hope you're having a lovely festival season and welcome to a special edition of the rj podcast this week a compilation I've really enjoyed making this podcast for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. Just looking back through the archives, and which you're very free to do as well. Uh, I hope it spurs on uh, a few listens and, you know, back into the archives, because just editing these together just makes me really proud of what we've produced over the last 12 months here on the RGMA podcast. Basically, loads of fun stories, loads of industry stuff. Great stories from bands, comedians, and everything else that we've done this year. It's been an absolute pleasure just looking back a little bit, really. Uh, so I've picked out some, uh, some some nice chats for you to listen to for this festive podcast. All for you guys. So I hope you're having a, a lovely festival season. As I said, uh, just before we crack into the compilation, uh, just a few updates for you. Uh, this is the last episode for now, sponsored by Scott's Menswear. And I do want to say a big, massive thank you to them for supporting the podcast over the last few years. Uh, this time, you know, budget cuts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they have asked to pause the sponsorship for a little bit. Uh, it, it's happened before and it started again. Hopefully that'll happen again in the future in 2023. Uh, but we get it. Um... Yeah, so I just wanted to say a massive thank you to all the team at Scott's Menswear uh, for supporting us and Grassroots Music. They're doing ace stuff with this feeling and having their own live gigs out there as well. Uh, they really do support the music scene. And again, I just want to say thank you to you for sponsoring us. Nice one. Thank you. So yeah, we're moving into the new year. So I'm, I'm currently just re- rethinking a lot of things. Might make some changes. No, the podcast is going to be here. Don't worry, guys. We're, uh, we're we're currently recording a new batch of interviews coming your way. Loads of interesting stuff coming, so stay tuned. Uh, but I just wanted to thank Scots again just for their uh, support over the year. It's been great. It's allowed us to um, build the equipment to make the podcast as you know as professional as possible and uh, get onto different servers and you know pay for. Uh, getting onto Acast and using their platform and all that kind of stuff. So it's really helped support the growth of the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
Today's festive podcast. Can't wait to share with you. It's a compilation of some great interviews that we've done. Uh, we've got loose articles. The K's. Scott Bennett, an amazing comedian. Spangled. And the Skinner Brothers are featured in this podcast coming up very shortly. Yeah, so, um, yeah. What a year it's been. On the magazine, we are currently bringing out, you know, loads of those look backs over, you know, 2022. Um, so, you know, you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for returning and, you know, being a loyal listener, ladies and gentlemen. It's very much appreciated. Do delve into the archives. Loads of nice, nice stuff in there. Plenty of stuff in there. And it brings me great pride and joy to uh, to celebrate this festive season with you today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to stop gushing in a bit. It's all right, what. <laughs> but I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is a compilation. And we're going to kick off with loose articles. Take it away. Thank you, guys. See you on the other side. It's really important to have like a really good music scene where we all support each other. So mm. at the moment, um, I feel like before it wasn't as well. It wasn't. Uh, I didn't really have like as close knit of a music scene when I was back in it ages ago. But yeah. this time around with loose articles, everyone's very supportive of each other. Everyone goes to everyone's gigs. Mm. Everyone's like very much online supportive as well. Like as soon as you bring out some new music, this sh- everyone shares it. Mm. Everyone's like. Everyone's just really lovely, and I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like the scene is getting really good at the moment. Like, we're really close friends with, obviously, the Pins lot, because Erin was filling in for Lois while she was having a kid, Mm. for Pins, and then Red Stains, we absolutely love them. Yes. Um, Then there's, like, Document, Death, 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 Nara, like, loads and loads of bands who we absolutely love, and we all make sure we try to get down to all the gigs as well to try and just support each other. Yeah. I think the last time I saw you all out and about, you, you, you won't have known who I was, but I, I was at the blinders gig just at night and day. There were a few yeah. you down there. That was a good night. Um, we, uh, RGM actually covered the uh, Red Stains gig down at, was it Pierre Atma other day? When was it last Saturday? Was it Pierre Atma? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember where it was. Yeah. There was Pierre Atma. Yeah. I'd- popped over to him after it was my mate's birthday. And I managed mm. to catch the DJ set at Big Hands after. Yeah. So, yeah, they're great. And then, obviously, Blinders are great, yeah. and all the Cabbage Lot were great as well, and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I, we're all, we all try and be as good tight-knit as possible. I do I, I do see it getting stronger, the Manchester music scene, when, when you just... There's, a, there's always somebody from other bands supporting other ones. Um, it the, the music industry needs that, particularly after lockdown and all the damage that the virus did to the industry and that kind of stuff. It's great to see that coming out as a positive thing after not being able to do what we love for a while. I know. Yeah, it's nice. And um, we've all been, yeah, we're all very deprived of live music for a long time. Mm. So as soon as, like, the, I remember when, um, lo- like, you could go to a proper gig again, you know, the ones what weren't so- yeah. social distance. And straight away I went down to see Goer Express um, at Yes, just because it was like, right, I need to get to a gig <laughs> and they were playing. And they're great lads as well. Yeah. They're really, they're so lovely in the scene as well. But um, 
Yeah, everyone was just there. Everyone from a band was there supporting them. So I saw them at Psychfest in the basement bit uh, uh, in the Ritz. Yeah. That's a, that's a sweaty room to watch a sweaty band, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we've played in it twice now. What's, right. It's been fun. Um, we did it Psychfest 2019, mm. and then we also played it for the John Hall gig as well. Oh, yeah. What was really It fun. might have been the John Hall gig. Yeah. Then. I, 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 I bet I'm getting mixed up. I don't know. Oh, they're all, they all blend into one, don't you, when you go to a lot of gigs? I, th- I think it's good. It's good. So what, what's kind of like like the spirit of the band and, and how much fun you are and how you've branded your band and how colourful you are on stage and that? Where, where's all these ideas come from? And where, and in, in, a, in, in a bit of a way, it looks mis- mismatched, but it, but it all works when it's all together. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, try and help me out with what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> right we'll go with colorfulness um yes so a lot of our stuff that you see online mainly are orange and teal are our colors mm. and that's mainly because i'm usually wearing all orange sort of clothing with tiger yes. or leopard print stuff and tree um the other singer she only wears teal Okay. Usually, it's, <laughs> okay. really, it's really weird, and okay. we thought we merged it together. <laughs> and then um, on stage, a lot of our outfits um, that we wear, um, our friend Ashley makes them. Okay. So we've got um, a really good uh, fashion designer, I'd say. Nice. Like, making nice. our outfits, it's a fashion designer. Progression. It, Things are going well yeah, for you now, well done. I know. <laughs> it's nice, because we just like supporting our mates, like, clothing brand as well, so mm. it's it's good for her as well and like it's good to support your mates in slow fashion so um yeah i guess that's that and then um the rest of it it's just it's just us just being us just being like us. on stage if you if you see us acting the way we are on stage we're just like having a laugh yeah um i i absolutely love it and i and i think you it's quite inspirational to a lot of like young girls that are getting into music now. There, there is a change happening. There's, there's more females feeling like they can, um, you know, crack on with music and go for it, I think. A tide's starting to turn, maybe not on the festival stages yet. It's not proportionate, yeah, it I wouldn't be, say, but it feels like yeah, there's a tide happening. Yeah, there's a lot of festivals where um, there's a lot of female bands and artists out there. It's mm. just they're not getting booked. Yeah. So it needs, and then they're not getting the platform they need through um, record labels and things like that. So as soon as uh, there's a change in the way, so not all, like there's some really good ones, yeah. obviously we found the good ones, yeah. but um, there's somewhere they just need to sort of be more mindful of, you know, booking women artists and also artists of, you know, who aren't just white, basically. Yeah. So just, you know, it's, yeah just need to be more mindful of booking. Why do you think they haven't been booked historically? <laughs> that face. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, really. No. I guess, um, <laughs> it's getting deep now, this. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I guess... Um, I'm not sure. I guess... Don't know. Don't know no. why they haven't been booked before. It's ridiculous, isn't it? When you think about it and you just it's see how much talent out there, it's just, it's just not right. Yeah, it's definitely, it's good now because um, I do know a lot of like smaller festivals, things like um, Confessional Festival in Blackburn. Yeah. Um, they do it in a church. It's really good. Um, I know that the year that we was playing it, 
they made an effort of on one day, um, just all the acts um, were either, they had a, a female member in or they were all female. Mm. And they made such an effort of having this massive split of, you know, female to male artists, but they didn't preach about it. Okay. What I found really, you know, they made an effort thinking like, oh, let's book like this. And I think that's the attitude that a lot of, um, a lot of people need to sort of approach now with yeah. the way they're, running the music industry I did, I, there was a, a festival that started recently that were only just going to put girls on and that were like their selling point for it um, yeah. but, I, but I know what you're saying that, that, you know shouting about it and saying oh yeah I've got 50% women 50% men oh look at me aren't yeah. I good it's 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 <laughs> don't it don't feel right as a as, as something to celebrate yeah. does it it should just be what it, it is thing, yeah. It? yeah yeah you should do it naturally anywhere i mean obviously it's great like we've had we've been on a lot of good festivals where Mm. they do shout out about oh this lineup is you know Mm. everyone in a band has a you know a female uh, musician that's great i love it but then it shouldn't it shouldn't have come to that in the first place yeah but yeah and one thing that I've I've personally tripped up before because I'm a bit clumsy when I talk and that kind of stuff, uh, and I'm a bit guilty of saying it, and I, um, and you and you just try not to and learn from things that you say by calling uh, a, a female fronted band uh, when I've described females female fronted bands. I don't think that's the right way to describe. It's just the band. It should be. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. Yeah, we've had it a lot where we've been pigeonholed as just like, oh, what sort of music had and they went, oh, they're a girl band. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. quite it's it's quite amusing, but I guess everyone's everyone at the moment, especially with the way it's changing, um, everyone's learning and adapting mm. all the time. So if people do slip up and say stuff, um, not to like it's just sort of saying like, oh, this is how it should be done, and just people learn yeah. from it. Yeah, no, we're I, all I, I, I think it's like you know, we're, we're all in the industry. We're all here for the right reasons. We just want to celebrate music and clumsy people like me yeah. that describe things wrong now and again, and then learning from it and then not doing it again. That's part of the change, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. You shouldn't like. You should obviously people should say stuff. We've had it before where recently there was an article on about um, there was talking about us and. Mm. I think it was about a gig that we was playing in Warrington and they were trying to be really positive and they posted an article saying like, oh, this is an you know, all-female lineup," And then they posted, oh, and the really good musicians too. As oh. though to say women musicians <laughs> oh might not be good, but these ones are. Oh so obviously we sort of called them out a bit on it, being like, this isn't the language you should be using. Mm. And we got a really, really lovely response off of them just apologizing going like i didn't mean it like that mm. and it's like look at the end of the day no hard feelings it's a learning curve just the next time it's you shouldn't say it in that way just be more mindful of how you the yeah. language you use towards um just musician what i love about watching a band on the rise is just seeing how much hard work, well, knowing how much work it is for a band to get anywhere in this fucking industry of ours, the music industry. And when I see a band with so much dedication and work so hard, and I feel like you guys are, you know, leading the way with that at the minute, 
Um, and I just, I, you know, you guys have got that in spades. And, and one one little example of that that really stood out for me recently when I was looking at your socials is that gig that you had in Blackpool recently where it didn't happen for whatever reason. And you still played yeah. the gig in a pub across yeah. the road for everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking love it was that. fucking ace. It was well good. The pipe burst on the stage and all that gear was piss wet and Christ. everything. It was, bless the support band, it fucking popped whilst they were playing and it just went wow. all over from, from above. So we just, a mad rush to get stuff on and then they had to cancel the gig and then we just thought, fuck it. We went that pub the before, bouncer- didn't we? We was in that yeah, pub. The- someone come over at road. Steve, one of our guitar techs, come over at road and was like, lads, the, the pipe's gone, the shit. And we thought we were taking the piss. And then we walked outside, there's fucking 400 people stood out the front of the wow. jeering. <laughs> Well, so so who who the, who the... are like fuck it? Yeah, no, I get I get you. You know, um, so what venue was it then? That in, in Blackpool? Bootleg Social, bootleg, bootleg. Right, okay, right. So, so imagine it, it's quite an iconic venue that one. It's one where everybody wants to play, doesn't it? On the way up and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, so I, I, could... I love it, mate. We played a few times, mm-hmm. haven't we? But that was that was yeah, so good. It was sold out and. Friday night in Blackpool sold yeah. out like near enough as soon as it went on sale. So it was fucking, we were buzzing to play it. But we got to play that pub, which was mint, and now we get to play bootleg again in July. So wow. everyone's a winner. So like what, what kind of, like the, the resilience of making that decision to say the show must go on needs to be applauded in my eyes. So who who, who said, fuck this? There's a pub across the road. I'll go and have a chat with bloke. Who, 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 well, who, who would sort it? it was, I think it was my dad on it. What it? <laughs> he said it to us. Yeah, well, the, the, bouncers, the bouncers were on the lock the doors and they were like, I fucking won't go out their way. And I went, fucking move. It's our crowd, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I went out and there was like a concrete bollard. So I just stood on it and I was like, right, everyone. And I just looked and I went, everyone to the Washington. And then like, that was the pub over the road. So everyone fucking came. And then Dougie, Jamie's dad, ran over and was like, Get your fucking guitars. We'll, we'll just do a fucking. We'll just pop up. So we're like running yeah. over there. Our amps over the road, and like we just fucking <laughs> popped up and did it. So it's fucking ace. It worked out better than the fucking gig for me. <laughs> yeah. Did the, did yeah, the venue have a say in it? Then this other pub. Did they have a say in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they they just, them, like. just, oh, okay. You just said like they rang the licensee and yeah, and they said like yeah, you, you can fucking do it. So wow. Well, they said they said we have karaoke on, so I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> That's near enough for a live music license, isn't it? That'll be enough. That'll be enough. <laughs> but like you know, it, it, I loved seeing that story and just you know, it's, it epitomizes what the K is doing at the minute. And it, you know, the show always goes on, yeah, and you're just fucking having it. And I love that. I just wanted to share that little story at the beginning. So, yeah. uh, let's you just go- feel like a yeah. swat because all, all the people are there to look for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's already in the venue as well. It's just yeah. like we had to do so much. I mean. Good on you, lads. Good on you, lads. Now let, let's go back yeah. a little bit. Then, so let's start with you, Ryan. When when did you first decide that music is going to be something that you're going to get into? When did it all like start kicking off for you, mate? Um, I, I guess it was probably when I was fucking in the last year of school, and, and there was sort of local bands knocking about, and, and everyone, mm. me, Jamie, and like about sort of nine or ten lads around Newton, just sort of all was in the same band, but like just diving in between different ones, weren't we? Yeah, and like, yeah, and we yeah. just sort of, we just sort of kept doing it, and then I sort of did went away and did some stuff with my brother, and then uh, I met Jamie at a party, and he was like, we were just fucking, we've been out on different nights out, and we just <laughs> met at the same party, and we was in the kitchen, and we were just like. Do you want to fucking start writing some songs? And I was like, yeah. And then we just sort of turned up, and then that's sort of when, and then Jordan John, that's sort of when the K's was born, I think. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Because I, I was still like doing little bits with Death Well, not so much doing little bits, but when when me and Ryan had this conversation, um, 
Which, which, which I don't even, I don't even know. It was literally about half five in the morning, wasn't it? We both absolutely yeah. wrecked and we're like, come on, let's just do it. And then we actually ended up doing it. The best decision we've ever made. But uh, Dex, I'd already spoke to Dex like a couple of weeks before or something about like wanting to start doing stuff again and mm. that. So I already knew he was on board. Yeah, and then we just went, we were practicing in Vulcan Inn upstairs, weren't we? Is that what it was? Yeah, we practiced such fucking anywhere. I was usually yeah. kicked out, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just so, like the week after or something, and then we started just knocking these tunes on. Like they're quite good things, actually. So, uh, 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 what what it. projects were you doing before the case? Then before you before the lightning bolt struck and you both met each other, what, what were you doing before that? So I was in a band <clears throat> called the Case oh. that I joined when I was in high school. But then we stopped doing stuff at when we was about sixteen, and everyone went to different okay. colleges and that. And then people went off to uni and stuff. And then when me and Ryan had that conversation, it must have been about. Well, it was like 2017, wasn't it, when Sarajevo came out? It was probably about early yeah. 2017 mm-hmm. or something. Um, so, And that was like five years after I left school, so I haven't done it for years, really, before it. Ah, so you, so you made up the name and you just, like, reinvented... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Your, so. ...an old project and just... And know, Dexter was in that bar with me as well. Dexter was, mm. Dexter was in the, the old bar with me as well. And uh, what... Did you say you were with doing some stuff with your brother, Ryan? Yeah, my brother was in a band called Sly Dig, so mm. I just used to sort of play piano and a bit of guitar for him, and uh, we went on like some tours around uh, different countries, some like tours. America and Europe and stuff. <laughs> Is it one of them tours <laughs> where you supported, it, it, like, the, We went on the Who tour. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've lost him at that at that point. Or, oh. has it, or has he cut it off himself? <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, oh, sorry, Ryan, we're losing you there, mate. Not paid his phone bill. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, there you go, Is mate. Is that any better? Yeah, that's yeah. it. We've got you back, mate. So, yeah, just talk us through that project then, what you're up to. We are on Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. It is what it is. We can deal with it. We can all deal with it. Uh, well, I was playing I was playing in a, fucking, I was playing in a pub in, in Earlstown, and uh, my brother just sort of ran me and said, do you want to come on? Do you want to come on a tour? And I was like, like what doing? And he said, like, going, we've just got the Who, who Support Tour in America, so it was like 25 dates round. Hang, 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 hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So I was expecting it to be a few gigs around, you know, the country, just playing a few pubs and that. But now you now you brought the fucking Who into it. <laughs> come on, give us a bit yeah, of context was, with that. <laughs> well, it we literally went from being the pub and then the, the next, I'd never played piano and it was like, we need a, need a piano, the pianist. So I sort of fucking bought a piano, locked myself in my granddad's garage for mm. five days and went and did an arena tour with the Who, supporting the Who, <laughs> uh, with, me, with my brother's band. And then that, that followed on to like some gigs with like the Killers and Liam and stuff like that and around Europe. Yeah. And that just sort of grew legs and, and, and it, just, it was just fucking brilliant. So how, how did, how did you get a sports, how did you get a sports lot with the Who? Because my brother's band was signed, well, it was under the same management as the Who. They signed oh, them and right. threw him on the Who tour straight away. Got you. Okay. So that that was a connection there, yeah, but it yeah. was fucking the time of my life. Like it was brilliant. <laughs> so do you do you like look? Is your brother older than you or younger? Or? <laughs> yeah, he's three years older than me. So did did you always like see the success that your brother arrived in and always think I fancy a bit of that myself? Type yeah, thing? yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that sort of came into it. But he, we all, we sort of toyed with the idea of doing stuff together at a young age, mm. but we never really did it. Do you know what I mean? We both shared a bedroom for fucking 20 years and then we're yeah. both on the fucking same stage. So we never got our heads together. So I think, do you know what? We might do something here. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, it worked out well. <laughs> give, give us one of your favourite stories of looking back from a touring with The Who then. Uh, I was fucking out. We was, we was in LA and it was Pete Townsend's birthday. And it was my mum's birthday on the same day. So Pete Townsend had like his cake all that in the fucking backstage. And uh, I went in and he was giving his big speeches and all that. And my brother went on stage and was like, fuck Pete Townsend, it's my mum's birthday. And all this did like a big live thing about my mum on stage. So it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> so that, that was really good because my mum was like, oh, crying her eyes out. You know what I mean? <laughs> And you, you supported Liam as well. Too many memories to say. Sure. Have you got a story about the Liam one, and then we'll yeah, move on to was, you guys? Uh, I got really fucking drunk with Gene, his son. He's mm. fucking a cool cat. Um, <laughs> that was good in Milan. That was really good with the Killers as well. They were unbelievable. It was the first time I've ever seen the Killers, and mm. it was just fucking that. Probably one of one of the top sort of three bands that I've ever seen live. Yeah, they're the fucking they boys. Really they're live. Yeah. Christ, to God. <laughs> The Apollo, mate. Congratulations. Thank that. you. Yeah. That what? again, that was incredible, really. I mean, mm. I, I've dreamed dreamed of doing that show. Every comic does, yeah. you know, and I, I never saw it happening. I never it came out of nowhere. I literally was asked to go and do a gig in London, tiny little gig, didn't know anything about it, didn't know the people that were in there. And then three weeks later, I got the call saying you're recording in two weeks. It was just mad. Were there like so talent fast. scouts in there then? Yeah, yeah, and it was it was so mad, and and I, uh, it was the producer Anthony Caveney, who's a lovely man, and sort of like he was like, you know, he, he wanted you to do it, and it was just it was just so surreal, yeah. and I still can't believe it in a weird way, mm. going down there, coming out under the sign, and just sort of just so unbelievable. So yeah, it was like a a moment where I'm like, my God, it's actually, and it's so hard to stay in the zone in the moment in there because you've done millions of gigs. Yeah. But well, that's like you know as a comic what that means. Uh, but I had such great fun. What and, was the uh, what was the day like building up? To, like you know you're doing this thing later on in the day. Yeah. What that must have it, been it, horrendous. Yeah, it was hard. I didn't sleep much the night mm. before because it's sort of it's in your head. And then went down on the train, took Gemma with me, and you sort of there's a lot of hanging about. Yeah. That's what there is. There's a lot of hanging about, and then you sort of waiting to go on, and then you're on, and that's it. You you you. That's was it filmed in the afternoon then, or was it at night? Or? They do two. So we were in the mm. evening one. So yeah. we started at seven. Yeah. But yeah, we I walked on stage. must have been about half seven. And uh, yeah, you do actually do 20 minutes, which mm. they edit. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was just great. And the audience were brilliant. And you just have to play it like big and you have to sort of use the stage and mm. stuff. It's not like you're shuffling in a little comedy club. You're in a huge space. So, uh, but yeah, it was just amazing. Just a bucket list stuff, you know. Any kind of like funny stories from you know behind the scenes from uh, it or anything? Well, like I was, that or anything I was, yeah, I was trying to stay focused, but it's really hard because you're sort of going like it's just another gig, yeah. and then it, I, as I said to myself, it's just another gig. I had like these personal these fans, like so if it's, they were like here around my ears, like this, <laughs> keeping my face cool because yeah. I had a hot flush. So I had I had fans like that. The makeup lady was putting shine on my face like this, and then. And then they were sort of saying, right, you know, um, 
your sushi's up there for when you come off. And I looked in the mirror as if to say, you've changed. You haven't even done this yet. Sushi, makeup lady, personal fans going. I'm in uh, London. You, I'm in London. Yeah, I'm in London. I'm in London, darling. Get me a cab. And uh, and then you. And when the sign came up, it's really hard to focus. And then you walk out under that sign, and it's like walking through smoke. And then you go, oh, God. And then you're off. So it was great. It was great. Really good. Brilliant. So how, how what was the reaction like after... People it started to see you, like even people on your street and that would think, do you see Scott on telly last night? You must have had quite no, like, was, like funny it, stuff It like was that. bizarre. It was bizarre. I, the, the really weird thing was obviously that we were meant to go out on November the 17th. Mm. That was when we were meant oh, okay. to be aired. But then it didn't happen because Bolton Wanderers and Stockport County went into extra time. So they bumped Bastard. us to the following evening, which was... <laughs> So you imagine that 10 years of graft, get everyone round watching the telly and then you watch someone taking penalties for start. So my kids think I, I play up front for Stockport. They're really confused. Like, I thought daddy did jokes. And then, uh, but then my dad rang afterwards because right. he's a proper, he's a proper joker. And he just generally went, watched it, son. You are brilliant. Which made me laugh. Yeah. Just lied. You are brilliant. Well done. Brilliant. Excellent. You haven't watched it, have you, dad? Yeah, you haven't. Because it didn't happen. Oh right. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was great. And uh, well, yeah, it went out the following night, and the people it was great. And so it's yeah, it's been it's been oh, wonderful yeah. the response really. So just to finish off, uh, and I feel like I've been in your living room for the last couple of days, <laughs> Scott. And yeah. I've, it, it's it's weird because you know I've seen you on stage. I don't know you personally. But I feel like I do now because I've I've joined in with your brand new podcast. You're a comedian, of course. You've got a podcast now. God, you have to. It's the law, <laughs> literally the law. The, the, the comedians now get asked to be like, "When's your tour? What's your podcast?" That's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the two things that you literally have to have a podcast now. Yeah. If you haven't got one, they give you one. They just go, "Is your podcast?" I don't know anything about rabbit reading. That's your podcast, mate. You've got to have a vehicle. Well, so, what, yeah, we've got one. In your description, it says that you, you know, you, you feel like you're not having conversations with Gemma anymore. You misses, and this this commits yeah. you to one hour a week, at least one hour a week of having a sit down conversation with your missus, which. It's a valuable it's, it's, thing because I don't feel like I have proper conversations with my missus. I've, I've yeah. been married a lot of years, and it's it's important, and it's something you you. You don't, it's something you just let happen in it naturally sometimes. Yes. And so I think it ticks two boxes, basically. Mm. It's like our version of Relate, yes. which is free. And also we get a podcast out of it. Yes. So, in a really mercenary way, <laughs> it's, uh, we are catching up. We never really get a chance to speak. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to, you know, create something out of it. So, yeah, we do, we do genuinely uh, sit down for an hour yeah. on a Monday, record it on a Monday, sit down for an hour after the school run and we, chat but it's about an hour and a half and that's it <laughs> and then we go see you next week darling. <laughs> yeah. how's it feel for you guys now you now there's a bit of progression and things are moving a little bit for you i think i think for us it was always sort of like it, it not sound rude but it was no it was not a surprise you know what I mean we, mm. we've always had that ambition to that we're sort of going to get to a certain level and we we get the sense when we're together like it's, it's not if it's when mm. for us now um especially now we get the ball rolling and we're constantly just as a band we just get better and better literally like every not even every year every six months we just find ourselves writing better tunes and just coming up with just better ways to like sort of entertain people 
And this, like, yeah, this just feels like natural progression now, right? I don't think any of us feel out of place or anything. We're all pretty much still in our comfort zone. I think one, one area where, you, where you've excelled, Ben, is the performance side of it. Compared to when I saw you really at the beginnings of it, and now you're just like climbing stuff all over the place, just like proper <laughs> high kicks and all that kind of stuff. You just you, you, yeah. you put on such a an amazing and uh, amazing show up there. It's great to see you blossom as well as a personality. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah. Thank you. But uh, you become accustomed to sort of expressing yourself in certain ways and. Mm. If someone's paying money to come and see us, then they're getting a show. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, they're not going to get someone who's just stood there, like, spangled on, about that, spangled about energy and about bringing, like, putting a smile on people's faces. And that's what we've done since we started, and that's what we'll do until the end. Yeah. How does it feel for you, Niall? Honestly, it's just, it's like, since joining, I was like, I can feel that this is not just going to sort of burn out and then nothing will come of it. Like I had a feeling that this one was probably going to be quite a special like group. And like, I've, I've, I've never been more right in my life, you know, <laughs> um, as he swigs a can of monster. It's, it's just one of them where it's like, it just feels right. Yeah. Like everything we do feels like 100% the right step in the right direction. And We've, I mean, we've we've made mistakes, but I don't think they're like anywhere near as sort of big or you know as 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 impressive as the amount of progress we've made in such a in actually what is such a short time that we've been together. In what way like, do you mean by a mistake? Well, I mean, like nothing major. Just like you know, when you you, you do something, you look back on it, you just like uh, probably would have done that a bit different. Mm. But, yeah, there was a, even like at Isle of Wight, Jamie got stuck in the toilet. I know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Let's have the you full know, story, please, boys. The full story. I don't even know how how it happened. I must have chosen the only one with a latch on the outside. Who puts a latch on the outside of a portal anyway? Like, what kind of psychopath is that? Like, I went back the next day and I looked at them all. And I said, "There's literally one with a latch on the outside." None of the others had it, but for whatever reason, I stumbled in there. And and just went to the toilet as you do, and then I went to get out, and the door wouldn't move. I was like, it's a bit weird. And then I just kept pressing against it, and then I could see like through the gap in it, like the latch had like just shut itself, like from the outside. Were it one and of I your just, lot? Were it one of your lot? Well, I don't know. Like in my head, I was like, is, is one of the boys just like snuck up behind me and locked me in here, or is as the toilet just like chosen violence today, just shut itself on me? So I was in there for like ten minutes. I didn't want to cause a scene because I'm not kind of. I don't like sort of causing a fuss or anything. So I just sort of like quietly sat there, like anxiety building. Like I'm fucking stuck in this toilet, <laughs> and no, and no one's coming to save me. Ben's got like ten missed calls. He's batting. He's not looking at his phone. Yeah. Niall's the same. I've texted him multiple times. That, like help, let me out of here. <laughs> Then, like, 15 minutes later, someone finally opens the door. And it's, like, some 10-year-old girl is just like, oh, my God. She's like, she shits herself because she's like, what the fuck is this person doing just standing <laughs> in front of the door of the toilet? I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I've been stuck in there for ages. Yeah, that was that. It was the most horrendous 15 minutes of the festival. Yeah, I mean, me and Alan Nathan have perfectly good alibis for that um, story. Okay. So we were actually we were actually just elsewhere. <laughs> 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 We weren't locking any doors, any toilet doors from the outside. 
There's no way what? I can prove or disprove that either, mate. That that's just how it's going to be, isn't it? That story. Just the it's, way it is. <laughs> it's just the magic of festival season. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so tell it to Isla White. Then we might we touched on it there. So just tell us about um, how it was this year. It was. I think. I, I, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself. I can't speak for everyone, but for me, this year was more than a gig. It was like a tribute, and it was. Yeah. It was like a landmark in all of our lives because obviously what happened last year, like we knew that if we were going back, we were going to make it the best show that we could possibly make it. And I think we achieved that. We did, we did pretty good. I think it's the first time um, like I get nervous before gigs, but this was definitely the most nervous I've ever been for anything. Like, yeah. with, with, when we played like um, the Academy 2 with the K's, that was great. That was just, it, and there was like 900 people there. And we just ran on the stage. It was great. Whereas this time, it, I don't know, it, it was more nerves than what they normally would be. And I think that'll be like out of all the gigs we ever do, that'll always be the most nervous I've been because it just meant more than the other ones that, that we've done. Mm. Yeah, definitely, man. It felt like, like we knew, we knew it was obviously our first headliner, but at the same time, we were like, <laughs> Right. Okay. This is like everyone. Not only was did we know it was a tribute to our dad, but it'd been set in everyone else's head as well. Like this is a tribute to Ben's dad. Yeah. Like the, like this performance now. Like there's a lot. There's not a lot riding on it, but there's there's going to be a lot of emotion coming out of it. And people and we knew people were expecting an emotional performance, and we, we're not used to that. We're used to people expecting high like sort of octane energy, which is what they got anyway. But at the same time, there was that sort of that was that emotion was underneath it and I think it came out especially in good life better as well mm. I think it sort of hit home for a few of us and um, yeah no, it was really like it was emotional and like I said it was good to pay tribute How, do you, how are you finding it at the minute the, the grind and the hustle bustle of being in this fucking industry the music industry uh, I've been doing it for a fair while man like mm. many years but um I've tried a lot of different things. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm actually like quite quiet, really. Like, I don't like to bother anyone. In, mm. in normal life, I wouldn't bother you. Like, but mm. like, it's gone on so long now yeah. that, um, and I've seen so much bollocks. Can I swear on here? You can say what you want, mate. Yeah. Because right, I find it hard not to. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, you, you be you. I've seen a lot of rubbish yeah, going on over the years, but I've sort of been like concentrating quite a lot on the tunes and that. But like mm. now, like over time, like I've just had enough. Do you know what I mean? So I've started like just fuck. Like I didn't realize that the stuff that I was that had going on in my head, which I moaned to the band about or my missus or something. I, I didn't realize that these were actually quite eye opening. I, I didn't think that, so I I just moan about it constantly, and it and it got, got quite unhealthy. Like just moaning yeah. to people. So I was just like, fuck, I'm going in there. I did one like. <laughs> Man, a few weeks back and I was like oh people people think this is like outrageous or something and I was like I'm just talking the same shit I say every day like I'm not offending anyone really like, but anyway I've had enough man I've been doing it for too long there's too much um yeah skullduggery going on under the scenes and I don't like it it must it's always probably been going on but I, I just get taken the piss out of and so do many other people like bands and that like by so many things and music there's no fucking money and like, mm-hmm. everyone's been not everyone. I've been grinding for a fair while. A lot of people yeah. tried it for ten minutes and then fucked off. Like, but like, <laughs> I feel like I'm out there. I've got to say something now because there's, there's a lot of stories. What I'm saying, what 
I would have liked to hear from people yeah. five years ago and they would have actually maybe saved me a bit of time. Like all the, I'm busting some myths out there. Yeah. For people like there's a fucking gold bucket at the end of the rainbow or something, which is a load of bollocks most of the time. Do you know what I mean? like, well, it, 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 it's the real world in it. You know, yeah, and, and, right. and, 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 when, and when I, when I see you bringing these videos out and being passionate about what you see in and around you, needs to be talked about more i personally think and it's one of the reasons why we do this podcast because if just on the archives of our podcast we've got people from marketing people from record labels just giving tips out to bands to try and try and make it easier for people because it's because like you said yourself there's a lot of skullduggery out there there's a lot of people like i don't know these promoters that are just in it for the money they don't give a shit about the band there's, there's loads of things like that out there that people need to know about before they before it's the investment, because I, I've, I'm not not I'm not like the cleverest, but like I do need a bit of help with like what I can and can't say to a degree. Yeah. For example, man, let me tell you something like quite interesting. What I saw, right? I started doing these rants, right, and mm-hmm. I see another band sort of try. Like, obviously, in good faith, they've tried to sort of do it as well. Yeah. Like, and I like I I started sick like they they did it, but they sort of went in in the angle of directly naming and slagging people off, yeah. which is, is, is not, it, I can see where the passion comes from. Mm. Like, Cause I feel that every day I want to name people and boy, oh, he's a cunt. Like he, he did it. <laughs> but if you do that, then you're sort of going to trip yourself up in a way, yeah. because like you sort of, I try and be as clever as I can with the stuff I say, well, I don't directly name anyone or do anything or like, cause that's not fair really to be honest. Like I just, it's quite hard to know what you can and can't post. And I've got to ask a couple of people before I post it up. Oh, nice. Can I do this? Because a few years ago, I would have just done that angry rant and, yeah. and t- t- slagged everyone off personally. And it <laughs> wouldn't have gone very well, but I can see why people like, like people want to do that because it's like instinctive and it just angry. You want to fucking call people out. But it, it kind of makes it a little bit more interesting as a, as somebody like listening to your rants as well, trying to work out what you're really on about. Like when you were, you were talking about one other day where um, bands that I've got money behind them getting all these offers uh, in, 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 in my head, I was just thinking inhaler all the way. Uh, <laughs> it could have been it, anybody. Like, it could have been anybody coming. It? Yeah, it could. It's many people, man. And yeah. like, that's not even like, even in that thing, it's not a fair to say it's like, it's actually wrong for me to go oh, like, these bands who've got like a rich dad or something, they're they're the ones getting the opportunities. But I know if I had a rich dad, I'd I would I would take yeah. the opportunities straight away. Like yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's actually so I said at the end of that, like obviously you can't help like you can't help being born, can you? Like, yeah, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, like, so, yeah. but I am I do hear bands and and that ranting about that every time yeah. I see them. Like they like in conversation, da 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 this stuff, fucking hell this. So I'm thinking like I've got to call it out, but there's also I've got to You've got to say, like, I, do, I just try to do the counterpoint. Like, like if you yeah. are these bands, like, surely you could give a helping hand up to some of the people that ain't as fortunate out there, like, who are grinding with equally as good tunes. But anyway, man, that's just that I do like to antagonize yeah. a little bit, but like, I do like to rile people up uh, because I'm a wind up at the end of the day. I am. I love it. I, I, I welcome more. Uh, personalities in the music industry, people that are just like you know, there doesn't seem to be as many personalities out there as what they, they why, used why to. Why is that? Do you think, man? Um, I, I don't know. I think people are that scared to say the wrong thing in front of the wrong people, thinking it's going to really matter. 
Yeah, it's interesting. But why were they more about in the nineties or maybe? Um, well, I, 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 I were coming up through the nineties, and you know, we had. Would you say it's because there was more money on the table, so they could get away with a bit more, and they wouldn't really care? I, 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 mean. I think the papers lapped up and didn't shoot artists down for being rock and roll. So that you know, like, like when I was younger, all, all the Gallagher's were just out every weekend. They're still at the enemy. Just are all still all about the Gallagher's now. They still don't seem to have moved on, which is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, they, all the characters back in the nineties, they, they were all out there, you know, just having a good time, and the papers were lapping it up. But if if it happened now, the media seem to be a bit. I don't know. They don't seem to embrace it as much as what I think they should do. They they kind of what I'm trying to do at RGM is just tell honest stories and, and what's going out there in the world. Yeah, um, you want to. Yeah, you're pushing out. What's actually going on? Like, yeah, and and a lot of a lot of uh, magazines are just saying everything's great in the world, which is not. It's true, man. I, I said that as well. There's a lot of like five star reviews at the minute. There's no one yeah. stars. Yeah, like, I like the one stars. I, I used to like to read <laughs> Enemy and that for the one star yeah. review. I used to like. I used to get a bit of a kick out of it. Think, yeah, fucking hell, they they make me feel good about myself. <laughs> we we st- <laughs> but, like, uh, they don't do it anymore, do they? Like, well, we at RGM stopped doing stars because it became it, we, we used to do like one to five stars on reviews yeah, and yeah. stuff, but it, it became a little bit problematic just because one one reviewer's five might be another reviewer's yeah. three. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, there were there were no there were no real like. Um, Good shout, yeah. There were no real form to it, really, so it became problematic. So we just we're just honest with us words, and if, even a new band, if if they're coming through RGM, there's a disclaimer on it saying, you know, if, if we'll give you constructive feedback if we feel you need it, um, and and that's yeah, what man. we're all about, man. And it's they don't seem. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Peter, it, it, everybody seems to think everything's all nice. When people yeah, like me yeah. and you in the real world see the real world for what it is and work through those things and take advantage of people being a bit, I don't know, bland these days and, and crack on with personalities themselves, I think. Yeah, man. I, I know what you're saying, man. I, I just, um, most of the social media is quite nice, to be honest. Apart from Twitter, yeah. they get really angry on there. They're really mean. <laughs> Twitter, like, um, they do mean stuff on there. Like they just, there's always one person that you'll post something and they'll retweet it and say that you're shit or something. <laughs> nice one, like, mate. I yeah. just don't understand why these people, like these people that retweet shit and say that you're rubbish. <laughs> half the time they don't even follow you anyway. So yeah. I'm like, why, why are you even snooping my page, man? Like, why, why, what are you just doing this way? You must, you must have, you must feel yeah. something for me. You Madness. must hate me or something. Like, I don't care. It is, but anyway. It? It, it, I'm, yeah, I like to say I'm quite, quite positive. So it's like when I'm, these people forget that when they actually do slag bands off and that, yeah. it does, it does hurt them a little bit. But I'm not, yeah. I was thinking about it quite a lot. Like these people that slag bands off and say, like, oh, I think that, that shit. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, man. Like, like, because at least they're fucking just chucking their opinion against the wall saying, like, yeah. I think that's this shit. Like, whatever. Like, still, I think they're dickheads when they say it to me. But the thing is, I, I wouldn't want them to stop saying it in a way. As much as it as it does sort of hurt you when you see it, if they, st- like you say, it would go back to everyone being a bit too nice tonight. It's just a load of bollocks. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather if you hate it, stand up yeah. and say it, man. That's what I say yeah. when people retweet my shit and say, oh, this, this guy sucks or whatever. I'd just be like, send him a comment, be like, keep keep spreading the word, brother. Like, it's <laughs> like, this no, fucking pathetic, man. Like, yeah. like, people forget that you're a real person, man. It's yeah. a bit weird, man. Yeah, massive thank you, guys. Thank you to Loose Articles, The Case, Scott Bennett, Spangled, and the Skinner Brothers for 
Uh, just been part of what's been an amazing year for us here at the, the RGM podcast. Uh, the archives are there for you to delve into and um, and listen to. You know, if you're a podcast fan just like me, I'm always in the need for new stuff to do while I'm out and about. Yeah, I think we're going to, you know, really have a look into what we can do with Patreon a little bit more. I think I've worked out, I think we just need 15 of you that enjoy the podcast um, to get the same amount of, like, support we had from Scott's Men's there. Um, so if you are, you know, a fan of the podcast and to help, to help us really, you know, keep building and building this thing... Uh, just have a look on the Patreon website, guys. It, the, the, there's a link in the description of it. You get early access to the episodes, bonus content too. Uh, I'll be doing more and more as we get more Patreons. Um, yeah, I just want to try and build it that way, I think. You know, what, what more can I do? You know, reach out to a few more sponsors, maybe. You know, it's all in the air. Uh, so there's going to be loads of stuff coming up in 2023, obviously. Here at the podcast and on the magazine www.rgm.press It's always nice, isn't it, when people read websites out to you. I'm going to stop doing it. It's, it's, it annoys me doing it. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, be the first to find out what's going on and what the latest things are happening here at the RGM Podcast on Twitter at RGM Pod, on Patreon, RGM Pod. Links in the description for all of these things. Hope you enjoyed the compilation today. We could have a new compilation as well for you next week too. Just while we build up the guests and get cracking and get back to full speed in the new year with great new guests. So ladies and gentlemen, have a drink in the morning, eat what you want, do whatever you need to do this festive season, catch some live bands, there's loads of great stuff out there that's going on. Tell us about your experiences. Particularly if you find a new band, talk, uh, tag us into the uh, the old socials, and we'll share we'll share what you found out there because that's what it's all about. And from the bottom of my heart, I wish you a happy, merry Christmas and a happy new year, guys. And we'll see you next week for a great new uh, compilation. Nice one. Thanks, guys. So yeah, my name's been Calm Loney. Thanks for tuning in, guys. That guy from RGM signing off. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music. And we'll saw the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. 
If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.